millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Recording in progress. Hello. Recording in progress. Recording in progress. What else is in progress? What's the most progressive you've been today? I helped out uh, one of Molly's mates who um, has got a, an issue with the council charging her for fly tipping when she hasn't. And I guess that's progressive because her mate is a lesbian. So I was helping out a let. I was helping Fantastic out a dirty work. lesbian. That's. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say I, that anymore. I, was that ever a saying though, dirty lesbian? I think. My, I, think I don't God, think I mean, so. I've had to really Maybe get, it was with I, you and your uh, less, less progressive really friends. I've had to really go out my way to say something detrimental about lesbians, who are obviously the uh, the, the just the just the greatest thing that was ever invented. <laughs> you know, I don't. Never, Absolutely. Never met a lesbian Absolutely. I didn't like. That's, that's, my, uh, that's my motto. Um, well, just while you're um, uh, j- j- just saying some uh, really uh, <laughs> yeah. horrific things, um, should we shout yeah, out our sponsors? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so big up, first of all, we start with um, Charles at love-beer.co.uk. Charles is our longest serving um, mm-hmm. sponsor. Has been with us pretty much from mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, started off as a listener, mm-hmm. um, which is m- much the case with, with, with most of our sponsors um, that have come, uh, then sort of reached out to us and said, look, you know, can you shout about us and um, and we'll give you a couple of pennies that go in the, the Patreon pot and, and help cover the help cost cover of production the, uh, and stuff like that. For my uh, homophobic rants yeah. <laughs> or rants. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so um, Charles has been with us mm-hmm. right from the off and um, – has, has been around the Wi-Fi many times with uh, huge amounts of, of delicious beer. The best beer I've ever drunk has been in, in, yes. in Charles's company, 100%. He's made um, my mouth orgasm and, several times. Did I, I mean, have to put it like that? If you don't want to work for him now, I mean, there's your yeah. sales pitch right there. You can become, he's, fr- he's franchising Love Beer. Um, and so you go and, go and check out the website and, uh, and find out how you can get involved. Um, if you want to, be involved in something that's really, really fast mm-hmm. moving at the moment, and he's he's booming, and he's in, he's basically installing bars in in incredible places, and 
um, working, sort of putting bars in, in festivals and, and all sorts of things. It's a really, really creative and interesting um, field of work to, to be working in. Uh, and you're surrounded by... I heard beer. he put a bar in a um, bar the other day. No, Shut no. up. A mini bar in a bar. Oh, no. Wow. I heard he put a bar inside a woman called Barbara Ann. <laughs> he did that as well. But um, he served, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's done all his time for that now. And uh, Yeah. So if you want to work yeah. with a criminal, uh, love-beer.co.uk forward slash franchise. Someone who... And if you want to become a high-level mm, criminal... You'll need karate. Yes. You're absolutely going to need karate. If you want to, any chance of standing up against Batman... You're going to need to know some level of karate. I've just got to say something. Why? Where's your headphones and microphone? Ah, you've got them little ones in. Got those ones in today. Is that so you can show off your new air cut? (laughs) We recorded yesterday and it was cut. But yeah, yeah, I'm on the move. I'm on the move. I'm running all over the shop at the moment before going snowboarding tomorrow. So um, these are the... uh, these are your chances. I've got all my mic set up just down here, but I'm doing it on uh, not my handhold. I'm a handhold. I'm just got to zoom with the uh, the 360 degree recorder because in this room it uh, records it gotcha. fine. So yes, mate. Yes, mate. Nice. Yes. You were saying something about summer. If you've Academy. got any chance of fault with Batman, you need to know karate, really. And wouldn't it just be great? Better if I mean domestic violence. We we had a bit of a, a bit of a deeper meaning from about domestic uh, violence. <laughs> The other day, but wouldn't it be better if everyone knew karate? How much cooler would domestic violence be if everyone knew karate? Imagine that. Can you just clarify your angle on this? Because <laughs> it'd be like all like blocking punches and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no. So any of those negative things that we just spoke about, ignore that. But if you want to do something positive, uh, well, hopefully we'll see you next Sunday, twelfth of February, uh, in Avely, Orminster Park Academy. I've got that wrong, haven't I? 12 till 4 come in a tracksuit or something you know if you don't have a, a tracksuit not all of us live our lives in tracksuits um, I'm going to go just a little bit like like just a little bit casual with some like baggy bottoms on mm. some trainers and uh, and um, nunchucks to smash someone's head mm. in yeah absolutely absolutely right okay uh, and uh, we have one more sponsor uh, and that sponsor is the Say What Podcast, hosted by Big <coughs> Puppet Jane, Notorious F A Double T, with occasional guest spots from Lady mm-hmm. P. Um, for some reason, we've still not had uh, Notorious F A W T and <laughs> just uh, on the on Hardcore Listing, which is crazy, and it's a shame that both of us have yet yeah. to go on their podcast. We're kind of uh, mm-hmm. trying to sort it out, and we Once will sort it out snowball, because uh, my, my calendar is going to be a lot clearer. We can get it in. Wonderful, wonderful. Because they're they're bloody they're, they're two of the funniest people I know, uh, and their podcast is ridiculously funny. If you like this podcast, trust me, you will really like their podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so go check it's out the Say What Podcast. Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's hosted by two people that aren't very yeah. bright. Um, although they allude mm-hmm. to being bright, they would tr- they would kind of tackle you know science. Um, it's only a stupid but they can't will. remember yeah. anything. They can't remember anything, uh, and so it just becomes a very, very frustrating and unprofessional <laughs> listen. Um, the Say What podcast, get it wherever you get your podcasts. Get them in your ears. Get them in your ears. Get it in your gears. 
So, yeah, right, top five today, hey? This is a fun one. I think you fucked up again right. uh, on an episode. Someone uh, commented uh, on uh, on Patreon, and I can't remember what it was. I, I presume it was you. It may no, well have been me. Um, let me have a look. Let me have a look. On top five things that come in mm-hmm. pairs, uh, and, and if someone was going to fuck up on that one, I probably would have thought it would have been me. Okay. Uh, so, uh, lovely Liz has pointed out, uh, and uh, Smelly Ellie Freeman as well. Um, Till the cats come home. Till the dogs come home. Till the cats come. No, till the cows come home. <laughs> Did you honestly fucking say that? If that was me, I'd, I'd hang my head in shame. But I, I love the fact you tried to correct it with just another animal. <laughs> it's just fucking wrong. Well, if it's not cats versus well, dogs, is it? Well, till the till yeah, the hamsters come yeah. home. What else is a no, well-known yeah, family pet? We get the cows till eventually. The cats come home. I don't know. I mean, come on. Look, I've got a bit. I've got previous. I mean, we don't have to. We don't have to rack our brains over it. It's very likely me, and even if it was you. I could have still done it. So, you know, the fact that I just said till the yeah. dogs come home just, go, just goes to show <laughs> that <laughs> words hold a lot more significance for other people than they do me. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk yeah, house parties? Yeah, that's what we've got. So, who picked this bad boy? Um, who picked this bad boy? Who picked this little bad boy? It was... Oh, Sinubi, I think. Oh, of course it was. Top five house party stories. Then he's got a little, little face with a zipper... Because obviously, things happened at the house party. I mean, like I know Craig. Craig's got a secret. I know that. Um, but you know, I don't know what happened at that 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 house party. I mean, do you reckon they all got their keys in a fucking bowl? Come midnight. Possibly. Pro- I, I would or was have it just all so. in one room? Just I would like have thought flipping, so. Just a just a big old like Audrey. That's where it's end. That's where it's going. That's where it's heading. And, yeah, and ultimately, ultimately. we'll be responsible for it when I mean, they all get AIDS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what? <clears throat> I was right. like, oh, this will be easy. This will be fucking easy, this. And then Molly's like, don't go repeating yourself. Yeah, that, that's then, where and I'm going like, to fall And short. then also, it's like, I love house parties. That doesn't, all, I think maybe I, I give the illusion that there's always a drama at a house party. Most of the time, house parties involve alcohol. Dancing in the kitchen, having a bloody lovely time. Sometimes there's fancy dress involved, and nine times out of ten, everyone goes home with that with no new scars, physical or emotional. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, there is a bit of like fun stuff happening. That's worth saying, but mm. it's difficult to say. Oh, we had a really great time, and you know, all right, what? Well, what's the story of it? Oh, I mean, nothing happened. I just had a good time. Do you know what I mean? Like. And then you do sometimes get the stories where you like either you or someone else has a bit of a has a bit of a meltdown or something like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag, I guess. Um, who's starting? Mm. I started yesterday, I think. So it's your turn. Okay. Katie Bond calling her out. This was the first house party, and I didn't even go to it. This was at junior, uh, junior school, Jesus, senior school. Uh, what's the year? Year 10. Katie, you know what? I'd love to go back to school and just see how many people I just didn't talk to in my own class. 
You know, I guess you had going classrooms were like filled with thirty people. That you didn't talk to, or they chose not to talk to you. They chose not to talk to me. And Katie was lovely. I was never, okay. I, as I've said before, I was always a very friendly person to everyone. Really polite. That's my. That's what I remember of myself. I wonder if that's fake memory syndrome. Sure. Maybe ask them parents that complained to your your mum and dad about you telling them other kids what a pearl necklace oh, was. God. That wasn't a house party, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You were just polite in house yeah, parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only in house parties. I was right. a dirty old. Didn't extend dirty to old holidays. Man, when I was nine. As soon as you're out, your postcode is vile. <laughs> and Katie was just one of the girls who was just kind of like ostracised, I think, at school. You know, I think, you know, probably as she grew older, I mean, she probably found her feet, found her troop, but she was a little bit ostracised at school, like looking back. And she made the fatal right. decision of having a house party because her parents were away. Okay. And it was like, I wasn't there, but I just heard on the Monday just the absolute debauchery that happened in in her parents' house. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not, this isn't a positive story. This is just, but at the time when you were a kid, you're like, <laughs> but now I'm like, that's awful. Um, but oh, where are you going with this, oh, mate? it wasn't like you know, nothing too dark. It's just it was kind of like just like filling the bathtub up with piss. Um, you know, that's, that's quite dark, Chris. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm keeping it light. Um, eating all and eating and taking away all her cereals and that, and the rest of them all got emptied out over the kitchen. And then a, a, a guy who used to be a bit of a prick to me. He walked away with, uh, with their front gate. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good and my take. My mate said, <laughs> "I thought you was going to say like high five no, or, uh, no, or like soda no, stream no, or something." No, my no. mate said he just walked him. Just he, as he walked out uh, across the front garden, walked out, and instead of opening the gate, mm. he just went like that, pulled the gate up off its fucking hinges, and just carried on walking. <laughs> and like. That's just fucking horrendous, isn't it? That that was the first thing I heard of, like, because I think what you do is you as you go along, you learn lessons about house parties, house parties, house party etiquette, do's and don'ts. And I think yeah. a massive don't is if you are struggling to get affirmation from your um, from your peers at school, that hmm. if they don't hold any respect for you, don't throw a house party because children don't have don't know how to fucking behave themselves. Um, so, Correct. yeah, I remember just hearing that and thinking, sort of chuckling, also feeling bad for Katie and just thinking, I'm never fucking having a house party in my life, ever. And maybe that will bring us uh, at some point onto one of my other ones, which was my 21st, which is where I had my, probably my one and only house party. Um, but yeah, poor Katie Bond. I wonder what she's doing now. Is she alive? Is she dead? Is she an events organiser? Shoes asked me to just carry on talking, and then he's just fucked off. So I'm talking to myself. I don't know if he's in the fucking whiffing anymore. Oh, he's back. What happened? What? Sorry, I've got a, I've got a fly in the right. whiff in, and it's a really noisy oh. one. So I just had to get up and uh, undo the door oh, and did? let him out. With your tongue, just. If I could have reached it, I would have. So there you go. That's my that's my uh, number five. What's your number five? I love the fact that Katie Bond goes down in like Basildon folklore oh, was, for that party. I, I love that these things are like etched into the, yeah, the yeah. fabric of uh, 
That was a Walton youth. house party, that, mate. Because I went to school in Upminster and Kate, oh, that Kate makes sense, then. So fuck knows how mental that party got. Go on. Uh, okay. Went to a after party mm-hmm. at a house. I'm mindful that I've probably told yeah, some I'm, of these I'm, before. Yeah. But, uh, but bear with us. Um, it was in Clacton. And, uh, and we, we'd done a gig. Serious problem. We'd done, we'd done a gig in Clacton. It's the furthest of field mm-hmm. we'd ever played. We played in what was essentially like a working men's club, but the fella said he'd pay us like mm-hmm. 100 quid. Bear in mind, there was nine of us in the band, so it didn't go very far. By the time we put petrol in, we didn't make any money, but we just, I think there was like, oh, and there'd be some free lager. So it was just like, we're going to go to Clacton, have somewhere to stay, Get pissed and, and play some music, have some yeah. lager. So a few of them drove. I didn't drive. And we got there at about lunchtime and, and then thought, well, well, let's go down the front and enjoy ourselves. And, and anyway, we got back to Sandcheck and uh, a former guest of the show, a member of the cunts, uh, Mr. Gels, um, turns up at the venue with his new mate. And I'm like, oh, hello, Joe. And he's like, yeah, this is, um, this is Snake. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he went, he went, hello, I'm Snake. Brilliant. And I went, why do they call you Snake? He went, I'm slippery and I don't get caught. Oh, God. And I thought, he sounds great. And so I sort of pulled Joe to one side a little later and just went, dude, what the fuck's going on with this geezer? <laughs> like, w- w- why? Where did you meet him? In the arcade. And I was like, right, w- why, why have you brought him back here? Like, he went, well, he's, you know, he ain't got anywhere to start at the moment. So I thought, I went, dude, he ain't fucking right. He's a, He's weird. And then Joe like got on his moral eye ground and had a go at me for not being very like yeah. hospitable and uh, and not helping somebody mm-hmm. that was down on their luck. So I was like, all right, no worries, okay, fine, all right, on your neck. And uh, and so we went to this after party mm-hmm. in this house and uh, and there was probably there was nine in the band and there was probably about another three of us there. So we, we was mob handed. So uh, we had a, we had a fucking really good night great gig went back to this party and then we all stayed at this house uh, most of us were in the front room including snake uh, snake had commandeered the sofa as well which is a fucking pretty mm. brash move considering he shouldn't even have fucking been there uh he was just anyway, saving everything he um, could though isn't it he's just like making most of it 100 percent uh, and so I weren't comfortable. Now, when you just get a vibe, you just think, this is mm. fucking weird, man. Uh, and at about 3 a.m., my mate Rich, whose house is the next party, my mate Rich went, I might drive home. Who fancies it? And within three seconds, like, my clothes were on, my bag was packed, and I was like, yep. And uh, And so we drove home. I got a phone call at about 9am. In fact, I had a lot of missed calls. On, mm. on like, um, wouldn't mean missed calls, but like yeah. calls to my home because it would have been a landline at my folks. Uh, I had a couple of uh, messages on the answer machine that just went, fucking Joe's a fucking prick. And I was like, oh, what's happened there? Uh, then Joe phones me up from Clacton Beach where he's gone for a walk to get away from it. And I went... What's happened? He went, oh, he was like, Roy, it's, it's gone really bad. <laughs> I know, what happened? Uh, and I could hear this other fella with him, like oh, walking with gel. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I went, what happened? He went, well, 
woke up this morning at about eight and there was a snake-shaped bundle of pillars under a duvet and no snake. He'd took all our wallets and then took our mate Dan's car and just fucked off. He nicked his car as well. Nicked his car. And then in the background, this fella called Alan went, and he nicked my yoghurt. (laughs) And like... (laughs) I bet he didn't even nick that yoghurt. I bet Alan just misplaced (laughs) it, stupid kick. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the house party that I escaped from, because I had fucking bad vibes. And uh, and they were correct because fucking knobhead fucking gel bought fucking a geezer called Snake back to our house. Who yeah? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stole everyone's fucking stuff and then fucked off in my mate's my, car. So, my. yeah, number five. That's fucking awful. Well, these are all going to be nice and dark then. Um, oh, what should we do? What should we do? Oh, I mean, I'm lighting it up. Right. Um, Paul's, uh, basically, this is this has happened twice now. I don't know what it is, but someone... I never used to do it. I always felt awkward buying pornography from a news agent up on the top shelf. I really struggled with it. Couldn't. I, I really found that mm-hmm. difficult. I'd rather sooner nick one just to so, so, save the shame. Mm-hmm. And even that, I never did. I always planned stealing them. I was just running, jump up, grab one off the top shelf, and then I was like... Oh, I can't do that either. That's why Forest Bomb was the uh, was the answer. Right, but you was going to literally do a smash and grab, and grab with a yeah, razmag. Razmag. Yeah, I thought about that a lot, but never did it. Um, it's weird because obviously we know what happened. That you know what I used to do at the games workshop. But anyway, um, I always <laughs> felt that anyway, derailing my own conversation here. So a lot, a few few times at house parties, like. 
when they were particularly laddie ones. So we hadn't invited like our girl mates over. Yeah. Our girl mates, by the way, were called the nunnery. Um, we used to call them all nuns. Um, I mean, looking back now, that's how, that was way more ironic than we, <laughs> than we probably realised back then. Because we were all like, you know, finding our feet sexually. And uh, But in any, in any event, when the nunnery weren't there, someone would inevitably, not all... Every time, quite a lot, someone would bring round jazz mags for for no one reason or another. <laughs> what are the reasons? <laughs> to look at some clunge. If there's one reason or another, like <laughs> it's strange though, isn't it? Like being in a room with a load of fellas and someone's like, "Yeah, fucking check that out." And you just but all just sitting there with lobons, just <laughs> looking at pictures. Showing everyone how sexy it is. Yeah, no, wild. I will give her what for, and um. I'm, I'm recording in Molly's mum's house tonight, so <laughs> I'm sure it's just going to be some strange. Ultimately, it, it says how fucking lame we were because while mm-hmm. we were probably doing that, some of our caller mates were probably out actually having sex yeah, with ladies. Abso- absolutely, you know, a lot I've got a lot of goodwill in my head, but probably couldn't probably have executed it particularly very well back then. Sure, but this particular one. Because it happened twice. It happened once at uni when our mum's mum, our mate's mum, uh, Greg, knocked on the door, and it was just all over the lounge, including other like stuff that you definitely, definitely don't want someone's mum catching. And we had about ten seconds before she got in the lounge for us to get rid of all the grot and anything else was just, just ever so slightly out of sight, like pushed under the coffee table. But um. Why is all laying out grot all over the place? There was that. I think we were doing it for a joke because it was that and there was other stuff lying around. I I can only leave it at that today. um, Okay. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And so we (laughs) we just hid it really badly. And then when Lynn was in the room, we're like, oh, hi, Lynn, acting very normally. And then we're all looking at each other like nervously like, please don't drop something on the floor and just bend down or she'll... (laughs) We are all in so much trouble. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, it wasn't a body, in case anyone's uh, worrying about that. They, we always threw them in the basement straight away. But the other time was Ben's. Ben's was this was particularly cruel of us because Ben and even got to his own house. He'd given us the keys. And we got in there, and um, we just like just divvied up. These, these two mags took the staples out divvied up pages and then just <laughs> treat them all like easter eggs <laughs> and just hid them everywhere in his house <laughs> and he opened up a cupboard and he saw one and he was like oh no <laughs> and he was like is there any more of these and we're like maybe <laughs> warm warmer Warmer. So we got most of them. I mean, we were all a little bit drunk, but one I'd done, which was particularly ingenious, is I'd rolled it into the kitchen blind. <laughs> and not even intentionally forgot, like not told him about it. I just fucking forgot. And he's, he had a go at me about two days later. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, Chambers just told me. It was you who put the one in the blind. And I was like, oh, shit. And he was like, yeah, my mum found it. She pulled the blind down and it just grot, just rolled oh, out. Love it. Yeah. Did you have a mate called Chambers from yeah, Basildon? Right. Andy what Chambers. Was his name? He's my age, eh? Oh, Andy's yeah. on a podcast? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you've got yeah. another mate called Chambers. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. from Batherham. Uh, right. Right. Machine okay. number four. Uh, I went to a party in Basildon, yeah. actually, uh, and someone died there. Jesus Christ. Yours are all going to be really dark. And- no, no. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite mindful. I mean, the snake thing's obviously quite funny, but yeah, quite yeah, bleak. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like I was at a party, and I remember there being like Somebody older people died. there. It was a sort of... It, Jesus Christ. It was like a family yeah. thing. Uh, and, yeah, and I just remember like... It felt like, I sort of felt like I didn't really, I shouldn't have mm. been at the party, but we was invited and uh, and we knew some, you know, some of the family. And then I just remember sort of being in the living room, just, I was probably driving, so I wouldn't have thought I was like pissed or anything. And I just remember seeing this fella just like take a tumble out the patio doors and then just sort of go down like a sack of spuds. Blew me neck. And I was like, and I was like, but your initial thought is someone's mm. had too many and, and, and tripped over the, you know, the, the doors. And uh, no. And then basically they didn't get a response out of him and then an ambulance arrived. And Mate. now you just sort of, you, you're just standing there with like your half a can of warm fosters. Just if you didn't feel awkward <laughs> already being there, it was like, and then other members of the family, when they took the body away, were getting like really kind of, angry and aggressive and at what it was just like I, I, I don't know like the sort of situation I don't know what was going on within mm. the dynamics of the family mm. I'm not sure but it turned from what I thought was quite a mm. tense atmosphere anyway Nuclear. into something volatile where I think you would have only had to have caught someone's glance the wrong way and you probably would have ended up in a situation and I was like, oh, I think oh, we should leave. No. And uh, because I'm not being funny, you're not going to pull a party no, back after no. that, that, are that, you? Like... I think that was, I think that kind of might have been it. I think someone was saying, like, well, let's just sort of try and salvage the night. And it was like, someone's <laughs> yeah. just dying. <laughs> yeah, I there, think, like... there should be a list of showstoppers, you know. Yeah. And that is absolutely, yeah. It feels like I can't see mm. how you can bring, bring a party back from a death, a fatality. No, no. So, uh, so yeah, that's oh, my number four. So I've been to quite a lot of other people's house parties where I'm the stranger. I'm some. I'm not gate crashing. I've not done that particularly. I guess someone's brought you along because you know you're like the party the only, guy. <laughs> uh, so there is some truth in it. The only one I really sort of pretty much gate crash. I got sexually assaulted him. <laughs> So we'll leave that one. Um, it's not. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> Fucking hell! It's not too bad. Um, but the, the the one one the only other like one where I because I've gone to loads of other mates' families' parties and always had just an absolute roaring splendid time. Mm-hmm. But one that we got invited to, Ben was dating a girl called Emily, and they were having a house party in Langdon Hills, and I thought incredible because Emily, uh, Emily was hot. So I thought her her mates are going to be there. This is I was single at the time. Um, so I thought, yeah, great. Actually, this was um, just after. Unfortunately, my best mate had passed, so I was in a bit of a bit of a bad okay. way. Um, so we went there. Loads of things happened at this party. Um, firstly, like I was in the kitchen, spent most of it getting 
absolute strangers to, to just drink, drink shots with me. And I wasn't like, you know, being nasty or anything like that. I just had a really good time just dicking around with people's aunties and uncles and I had a fairly good time. But um, it was quite it was quite a big house because it was near Paul uh, Brothers. Again, a reason why we went because we knew that it'd be quite probably quite fun. Big big garden party and but everyone was in the house and in other parts of the house. Anyway, I didn't get lucky that night. But uh, my good friend Greg at twenty two, who we'd been constantly making fun of, he uh, he lost his virginity in that party, which was a uh, you know go, go Greg. Greg. You know, if that's not what house parties are for. Is these these mm. um, uh, sort of like so he he had um, he had an absolutely yeah he had absolutely wonderful time. I remember him uh, running out and <laughs> me and Mark for some reason were in the hallway. I think hoping that he'd gone in there with her like please please Greg and he'd come out and he was like I did it <laughs> and we were all like yeah <laughs> um, and um, so there there was that. But the the mad thing was, there'd already been one argument at this party with this this uncle. I don't know what the uncle had done the first time, but there'd already been a little bit like you know, you, like you're saying, like oh, that doesn't look like it could that that looks like it could turn turn nasty. And then the next thing, um, there's a massive commotion downstairs in the lounge. And so we just we just been up, obviously celebrating Greg's victory, and commiserating the poor girl. It was oh, he saw her for a while actually after that. But anyway, um, in the lounge, the, this uncle uh, had been caught by his wife kissing one of Emily's <laughs> mates. Like talk about mad drama, but can you imagine that? And he literally. Uh, he he ended up. This is like you couldn't write this. He ended up with the birthday cake in the face. <laughs> it was like an episode of like um, you know I don't know EastEnders, like some daytime TV where someone do- literally does that, does a love rack. You you wouldn't have believed it. You you wouldn't believe that that would actually happen at a house party. But yeah, the guy the guy was there with his wife, kissed one of the the girls who was eighteen, I think. I know. It was absolutely insane. And as you can imagine, that's where the party ended. And like everyone sort of like just, it was like, oh, I think this is going to end now. And there was there was a lot of people there as well. But that just became like, there was lots of shouting going on. And we were like, yeah. okay, well, we came. Bring up Greg. Greg came, yeah. we conquered. Uh, I'm just going to leave with this <laughs> bottle of Pims, this full bottle of Pims. Why do, why do people do that? The last house, the Millennium Party, I left uh, and walked home in, with with Nick from Alpha Manliness. Walked home from Ockingdon. I nicked a bottle of Malibu <laughs> from this house party. Why? Why? I was drunk, but I drank the bottle of Malibu oh. on the way home, and it was one of them things where I threw up coconut for about three days and couldn't literally touch any oh. kind of coconut based product for oh. about five years. I would never do that. I would never like do that in my right mind as an adult. But I was. Do you know the mad thing about that? That's you, like, as if that date, that, that, that night weren't eventful enough. Is I was so drunk, I was sat. I was really depressed because of Jay. I was really, really, really sad that my, mm. my mate had just died. And I remember being sat. Do you know the big winding road up to the uh, Crown pub in Essex? Do you know that one? Right? Yeah. So if you were coming down from yeah, the Crown into Basildon, I was sat on mm-hmm. the floor with this bottle of Pims with, in the middle at uh, 2 a.m., 
in the middle of that road, just sat there, and cars were driving past me. And I and, and I you've got you've got to have life goals, mate. I I sit there. I was thinking this. I was I was, I was driving uh, from Margate this morning, to, and I was listening to an old Chili Peppers record, and I was getting so much nostalgia. I was thinking about times in my life where I've I've been so, I've been too reckless, and I was thinking about that. I was just thinking, what a what an ins- what an ins- I was obviously deeply deeply sad, deeply sad. Yeah. Um, the Chili Peppers records will do that to you. <laughs> the amount of times that if I've heard a Chili Peppers record, I think I might just go no, and sit exactly. in the middle of the road, just wait for some traffic, just to <laughs> fucking end this. You leave them alone, mate. I I enjoyed them. Oh. Um, right, okay, that's my number four, three? Three, that was my number three. Who's <clears> my number three? Okay, yeah. what's your number two then, buddy? Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Rich Courtney's party. So um, Rich was the guy that drove us home. So Rich was the, the one of like our friends mm. growing up, like our circle of mates. He was the one whose dad had done right. well. okay. Like he had, he had like a big house, like in yeah, the middle yeah. of nowhere, sort of in between Grays and Tilbury. But he had yeah, this yeah, big yeah. ass, and uh, and like land, working class, but had kind of smashed it. And uh, his mum and dad used to go on a holiday abroad quite yeah. a lot. And I reckon Rich must have been about eighteen, and I reckon I was probably nineteen, twenty. And his mum and dad went away. And basically, his rules were, you can do what you want in the house, but you can't eat your food. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned... Have I mentioned the, the extractor fan story that happened on the, this weekend? No. Right, okay. I'll well, say I'll that no, that and then like so Katie was... or someone will be like, oh, he's heard it a oh, thousand okay. times. Go on, though. Yeah. Well, so so this was brilliant, right? So I had uh, 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 my new girlfriend, like my first love, and uh, and I hadn't been with her long, and uh, and Rich was actually seeing her mate, so uh, they moved in as well, uh, and most of the the the, the, the fellas that that all, all my pals and that would would have mm. to sort of sleep on the sofa. Some would go home mm. and just come back, uh, but essentially the ones downstairs just wanted to smoke weed and do acid. Um, and I didn't, uh, but but I had I had like I had my new girlfriend Rand in in a big ass. So to give this house a little bit of context as well, in the car like sort of parking area around the side, there was a full size tank and Del Boy's three wheeler. <laughs> There's the fools and horses yellow three wheeler. Wow. Yep. Yep. And a, and a tank. Right, so uh, we made lots of video, yeah, wow. a natural tank, yeah. Uh, we made lots of videos. We made a Star Wars uh, video that weekend where we all dressed up as various characters. I just had a fur coat on and was obviously tall, so I was Chewbacca. Um, but I just remember thinking, this is the best time. It was like a yeah, beautiful yeah. sunny day, and we were just there, and we had this amazing house to ourselves. And I had me, you know, me new chick there, uh, which was amazing. Um, and yeah, it just, it just become one of them really incredible things. Anyway, it was perfect. Uh, Mr. Gels and somebody else went missing and we didn't know where they were. And then we heard a lot of commotion 
and from in the roof and him and my mate uh Danny had gone up there and they they were trying to work out what would give them a high from Richard's chemistry set. So they're smoking sulfur and stuff like that. Um, And so he was in a bad place the following day, Joe, because he'd literally just smoked (laughs) just chemicals. Um, It was one of them parties where people were like smoking banana skins and stuff like that and just all of that Mm. usual drivel. Um, And anyway, the next day... I went down to the kitchen. Gels is sitting in there and he's like, should we have some food? And I was like, yeah. So we went in the fridge and we got a pack of sausages out and Gel put them in a frying pan and he had, back in the day, this is in like the early 90s, he had one of them like double cookers. Like no one had them. Like he had a double, it was a big country kitchen, had a double cooker with this massive extractor fan over it. And it was one of the, like, when they first started doing, like, the glass-topped yeah. ones, like, it was like, <laughs> fucking hell. So, Joe started cooking these sausages, and we're, like, giggling because we know that, basically, we're, we're breaking the one rule mm. that was imposed, right? Essentially, we're just yeah. being cunts, but we had no money, yeah. and we was hungry, and we wanted some sausages. Yeah. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, they're smoking mm. a lot, and I'm like, fucking hell. I was like, Joe, turn that extractor on. So he's reached up and he's pressed the button and this instructor has just gone straight through like this glass, like double hob. And you could just see blue sparks and flames just jetting everywhere. And it was like, oh dear. And I'm panicking, trying to find the electrics to turn it off because I thought he's going to burn his Mm. ass down. And I'm just like, fucking, fucking. And I look around, Joe's not even anywhere to be seen. He's just done one. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, where's Joe? And I, so I've managed to turn it off and then I've gone outside and he's literally in his pants, tiptoeing around with his frying pan of half-cooked sausages going, I don't know where to hide them. I don't know where to hide them. <laughs> and I went, just launch them. And rather than just launch the sausages over the fence to where there's the A13, he launched the sausages and the frying pan just straight over. I don't even know if it went in the middle of the fucking A13 when someone was driving down there. Jesus but yeah, somebody Christ. had a very weird morning driving down the A13 when all of a sudden a fucking frying pan and eight sausages just come fucking (laughs) so yeah Dickie Courtney's fucking weekender that is wild can you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine coming home and your kids' mates have just fucking trashed your brand new kitchen like that. That would just be... It, it was bad. I don't know where to go now with what parties or I, I I feel like, oh, God, what one to do? Right, I'll, I'll do this one because this was just insane. Um, so we used to, <clears throat> obviously the Mercer's Mansion parties were, were quite um, famous, which is where we all sort of moved in our early 30s into London and we had that massive house in um, Tuffle Park and we just mm. landed on our feet with that. And, you know, we had all these, we had so many great parties there. But before Mercer's Mansion, there was Lancia Road, <clears throat> which is a, which was a Masonette Tom bought. And he earned a fortune off it. Uh, he only bought it 50% shared ownership. It's back in like 2000. But he made a fortune off it because obviously the housing market. But he, we had so many amazing, I've got so many great memories of just good parties that we, we had there. Kitchen parties. Fun and frolics and all the sort of the bullshit that you'd imagine, you know, you, you get up to in your youth. Um, but one year, one Halloween, uh, they had uh, the, the, at the very end of their road was a pub called Delancia. Uh, Lancia, sorry, not Lancia, Lancia. And um, it was a great pub. We did New Year's Eve's there. You know, they always just did something really, really good fun. And they did a Halloween party, which we all went to. And I went as paranormal activity. So I had a camera and a video camera. And during the day, me and mum had recorded loads of paranormal things happening in and around the house. And my mum had got in on it. It was really cute. And, um, but, uh, uh, and although I had the camera, I had a big, I had a, I put a hole in my shirt here and I had a big ghost on a pole behind me. And I was always like, I'm trying to look, looking for ghosts, but there's one behind me. And the ghost had an infrared thing. So if people got too close to it and looked at it, it would go. <laughs> so it was scaring everyone. And it, everyone had come in a variety of things. But one of my mates had come as Batman and he got a, like, a proper like Batman with a fully like ripped out like outfit. Anyway, so we had this party at the Lancia uh, pub and then we came home and the festivities continued. And there's a load of video footage of us just doing stupid things, Batman juggling with three three shoes trying to do it it, was, it went on for ages and I'm, I'm sure it was quite a loud party as well as I say he had mm. a mason it um, but below him there was um, it was council owned and the girl the girl's name was something like Maggie and um, she had a bit of a horrible boyfriend who was uh, a weed dealer I'm not judging that at all but uh, also it felt like they needed to, to make ends meet and um mm-hmm. Basically, they, Tom. I think Tom would sometimes like they, these parties would get a bit loud, and and I look back now and I'm like, I don't know how cool downstairs were about it. They never came upstairs. They never knocked and complained or anything like that. Um, but anyway, this house party ended with most of us. I can't remember where I slept that that night. Whether I was lucky enough to get a bed or wherever I was in the lounge, I can't remember that. I was very very drunk. We all were. We were all big, heavy, heavy drinkers. There's not one of us who, who didn't drink a lot. No one's questioning you, Oliver Reed. It's no, fine. you've got to believe me. 
I drunk a lot. Right, no, all sure. Right? Yeah. All right. Does that equate to masculinity? It does, doesn't it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no I drunk the most. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As yeah, you were a tough guy, carry on. And um anyway, we woke up in the morning and uh, you know, we get we get a, a puck of like breakfast on the go and all that. Everything's good, everyone's you know, laughing about the night before. Bruv's brother slept in the Batman outfit, he'd fallen asleep in it, just passed out in it on the floor of the lounge. And then Tom's like I think Tom was worried that we'd face raped him because we often would put a message on Facebook like about his status, you know, there's loads of great ones where he nearly lost his job over him and stuff like that. Um yeah, really, oh, really good fun. Um again, you look back and go, oh, I wouldn't do that now. But anyway, <clears throat> he um Tom's like, Where's my laptop? Uh, we don't know. He's like, definitely in the lounge last night because we were playing music from it. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the laptop's been nicked, as has a few phones that were in the lounge in the dining room, right? And... Um, Not a very good superhero, was that he? That was the man? thing. Like, we, we were figuring out where he was. Like, it was here. And the laptop where we'd been using it was at the back of the room. And Paul in his Batman outfit was asleep across the doorway in the in the living room. So the thief had had to step over Batman to go in there and, and steal his fucking laptop, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it, he, Tom was absolutely po- uh, positive that it was his neighbours. He was downstairs and he got robbed two more times and then he just decided to sell it. But uh, yeah, so... Yeah, he, he was pretty much certain it could have only been downstairs. He just heard, heard us all just suddenly die quiet at like 4am mm. and then was like, gave it an hour and then went, mm, sneak up there. Um, but yeah, they, there you have it. Um, Batman failed to stop a laptop thief. I'm going to go for my number two. Um <clears throat> So I went to this party. My mate used to be uh, work Saturdays, and he, he listens to this podcast. He's been mm-hmm. a couple of shows. Um, me, me, pal Darren. He used to work uh, in this like little kind of kitchen showroom that's like just up the road from from where we lived. And uh, he was just one of the kids from the estate. He was a year older than us, and uh, and he invited me and cunt to this party basically the kitchen showroom had a like kind of a flat across the road that looked a bit derelict um and so Dal nicked the keys and organized a party now Dal went to obviously Cunt went to clever school with you I went to a pretty fucking shit school but Dal went to like the really really fucking rough school uh but Cunt lived with in the area where all the rough kids lived. And obviously there was I knew Dow and like a load of the, them kids from my estate. And so we all ended up uh congregating at this party. I reckon we was probably about sixteen. And we just I think there was just like a cassette player, like a sort of little stereo, just playing like I suppose it would have been what, eighty nine, so it would have been playing like pump up the jam and all the kind of yeah. early house and yeah. acid house stuff. There was girls there and everything. And I remember thinking, fucking hell, this is like a proper like party. 
essentially it was yeah. a squat party um and but with like literally all the really fucking hard kids and uh and me and cunt <laughs> and then all of a sudden you've literally heard and like the old bill of like come in like through the doors like mob handed and like and I've seen some of these tough kids that are probably like weren't afraid of the old bill and have probably had countless dealings with them just like literally just jump out of windows and just leg no. it and like or just like literally run down the stairs and sort of push coppers out of the way to, just to run and it was like fucking hell <laughs> and like and so they managed to sort of get about 10 of us and they sat us in the main room and we all sort of sat around the outside of the, the, the room against the wall and I'm sitting there next to cunt. And they're basically, there's about four coppers in there and they were like giving us fucking shit. And it was like, oh, fucking hell. And like, you see breaking and entering, do you realise like how much fucking trouble you're in? And I was thinking, <laughs> oh no. And he went, right, fucking all of you, empty your pockets. Who's got gear on them? And like, we didn't fucking have anything like that. Like, but I'm sure there was plenty yeah. of people mm. there that did. But me and Cunt were like... High in life, mate. No, we just want... Like, we, we just wanted to come to a party because we don't get invited to many. And uh, and anyway, I've emptied me pockets, probably put, like, my little fucking Velcro Mambo wallet out with about fucking three quid in it. Uh, but Cunt, for some reason, didn't have a wallet. What he had was, can you remember them like money tubes yeah. used to buy on holiday yeah, in yeah, Spain yeah, yeah. in the 80s? He had one of them, but he bought an extra large one and it was pink, like skin pink, <laughs> with a little yeah. helmet drawn on the top. And he's just literally undone like his top button and then just took this string over his neck and just in the middle of the room just put this <laughs> massive cock. <laughs> and I think what was brilliant was I just sniggered and got yeah. told to shush. And then you could see all the other tougher kids were just like a mixture of like, that's quite funny. And why has <laughs> that lad got that round his neck when he's probably 16? Like, it was quite weird. But uh, <laughs> What a strange, tense environment. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just very very odd and uh and, You've got yeah, and, there I, and, and I just all remember the kids. none of those that, that, that's two groups of people other than like someone's parents that's like I don't yeah. want to be around that but there was there was a copper uh who had the nickname Spud around Grays who was like didn't fuck about and he was mm. there that night uh, and he's the same copper that uh when uh, when we was over the park uh and and <laughs> doing genies uh, mm. with boxes and matches. Uh, he he was a geezer that said to me, uh, "Do you want to get done for arson, son? And let me tell you, that ain't a sexual offence." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, don't. So uh, yeah, when we got raided uh, when we were sixteen, Jesus. and uh, yeah, just seeing like it was like a seventies cop film. The way that they come through the doors and the way that literally everyone was just like, scram, man, and like literally just fucking flew out of windows and just like run for it. I'm surprised there weren't a scene where like a door got kicked open and a woman with big 80s tits just was up on her knees with her tits out going, ah! But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so yeah, that's me. Uh, that's me number two. What's your number one? House parties before. 
Um, but nothing, nothing too tragic's come of it. Thank, thank God. And it's only ever been noise complaints, mm. not them trying to do a raid on some drugs kingpin. Mm. Um, I guess. So my number one, it'd be my number one now, would it? Who went first? Yeah. yeah right. Yes. My number one, the classic house parties were at Paul Brabant's house because he had a fancy house in London. And when his parents went away, they were well alright with us having house parties. So you was in this big posh house. Um, with all your mates drinking and the nunnery were there. So it always, they'd always be, you know, that's that exciting time when like, you know, oh, there's girls there and this is, this is where the magic happens, you know, and we might be lucky. We might play spin the bottle or something like that, you know, and we play music. Never happened though, did it? Never happened. Uh, (laughs) Oh, here we go. Fucking, I'll fucking American pie Chris over here. No, no, no. Tell me what happened in Porky's seven at Basildon. I've, I've ruled out all my grotty ones today. If you want the top five grotty house party stories, that's that's a whole different one. Um, but that's where what well, that 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 is where like sometimes there's lightning in a bottle. Like I would say, the vast majority of me and my friends, that's where all our little V plates went at one one point or yeah. another. Um, but Paul's house was just this incredible thing where. I've been brought up to really be respectful and respectful of people's houses. And so when a house party starts, it always starts the same way of me walking around, clearing up after people and tutting <laughs> that they've left their bottle top. I just leave a, why did I leave a bottle top on that glass, on that glass dining table? Poor guy. On that guy. And I'll always be bitching yeah. to someone like Mark about it. Look at how party Chris is here. <laughs> I'll always be bitching to someone like Mark about it as well. And he's like, all right, little goody two-shoes. But there'll be a watershed. <laughs> I've never noticed you kind of uh, paying extra attention and not knocking shit over and fucking making a mess of my bar when you come round. You always, I've never seen that, that, that fun Chris there before. There's <laughs> a difference when we're in your bar. Do you know what? Your bar never gets that hectic, right? Uh, there's a difference though in that, I and mean, then you're going around someone's house, and you're like, "What? Well, you know, it's this big posh house, and like, um, I'm not saying your house isn't nice. No, your house is a dumpster, actually. Like, um, <laughs> uh, for the record, sure has lovely home. Um, yeah, and and so I'm always careful, but there's a watershed. There's a point of the night where, like, like you know, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. The Craig has suddenly come out, and now. I'm getting carried away. I've obviously probably played a few drinking games. And this particular night, one of my mates had been, uh, we'd been playing a drinking game and he'd been uh, consistently just uh, filling my glass up uh, with handfuls of handfuls of his pubes. And like I hadn't really been paying that great deal of attention while having to like do like play arrogance and just down it in one and stuff like that. And I got to a point where I was getting out of control. <laughs> and I remember being in the lounge and then putting on out of space and me doing windmilling with my hands and doing, like, the prodigy running man and that, and just wallop. I just fucking handball this this chandelier and smash this chandelier, just one of the gems straight off the chandelier. Not the whole thing, thank God. And I'm fuming and angry, and then Mark is just... He cannot contain his enjoyment of how upset I am because <laughs> I've been going around <laughs> keeping this house tidy. Um, and then, obviously, he's watching me turn into Frank the Tank out of old school. And I'm like, stop laughing or there's going to be trouble. And he's like, <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> and anyway, um, the night continues. And um, I find myself, there's photos of this. I find myself somehow in their laundry room. 
And there's a picture of me, just like 18, 16-year-old me, in this laundry room, and I've just got, like, his sister's knickers over my face. <laughs> I'm just wearing, like, one of his mum's bras. So I've obviously gone from Captain Respectful to there's nothing morally wrong with putting a pair of knickers over your face. Anyway... Absolutely. I get more, like the, the night again. The night continues, and I'm starting to slow down. And at some point, I just collapse on the landing and pass out for a bit. At which point, um, you know, uh, Jane, uh, James Forbes and Emma Beckwith decide to uh, consummate their uh, relationship upstairs. And so does Paul Brotherton and Sally. What was her name? Sally Westbrook. And um, they they notice that I'm paralytic, so everyone picks me up. And that's when I get dragged into the bed. And I've told the story before of being face down in um, a girl mate's lap when they were, they were, they were saying, oh, they were saying lots of provocative things. And then while uh, uh, one of them was just, um, <laughs> I feel bad saying this because I'm in, my, in Jenny's house. Things were happening that I, I was too paralytic to stop happening in my face. <laughs> I was too paralytic to stop. Um, and then a little bit later, um, I, the, the vomiting start, starts happening at my end, and I, I'm just filling up Paul's downstairs toilet with lots of sick. And they're like, there's not much else we can do. So they get, they drag me outside where they hold me as a crucifix and take pictures of me. And then they just dump me on the lawn and just be like, it'll be all right there for a little bit. Let's keep him out of the house now. Um, at which point yeah. Paul's parents get home. Oh, oh, yeah. and, and I get to meet his... Uh, I'd already met his dad. His dad didn't... I don't think he's... I don't know if his dad cared or not, to be honest with you. Uh, but I remember meeting his uh, his new mum, his stepmum, by just... I, I didn't even see her face. I just remember her legs walking up next to me on the drive and me just holding her ankle and going, nice to meet you. <laughs> and that's it. That's the last God. thing I can remember from that night. And while that was happening, Paul was hoovering up my sick. <laughs> In their, in their in their toilet, and great night. What what else you want from a house party? Um, Nothing. Yeah, that's everything, yeah, mate. What else you want? So yeah, there you go. That was that was a typical sort of house party, and there was lots more of sort of those sort of things where I proceeded to smash more things in that house in other in other house parties. Oh, as well. So well, no, actually, no, I didn't. Paul did, but I was I was egging him on. So yeah, good times, good times. Uh, what's your number one mate so from your mate Paul to uh, my mate Paul Paul Stevenson um, there's, a, there's a cunt in the gang song called Paul Stevenson's party uh, and it was it was a spectacular mm. party uh, for, for anyone that listens to the 80s podcast you would have heard this story so I do apologise um, I may even have mentioned it we, we, I was talking the other day about I wonder how many stories we've oh, repeated yeah. over the years but Bearing in mind, 300 Acast episodes, well over yeah. 300 Patreon yeah, episodes. Lot. We ain't that interesting. Do you know what I mean? We're going to yeah, double down yeah, on some yeah, stories yeah, every yeah. once in a while. So, I've heard uh, the snake one and, so and the stove us. one before, but until you started them, I was like, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, you'll know this one. Like, this is, this is like the closest thing to like what you'd see in like a film like Porky's or something like that. It was just like fucking chaos. And it was only up the road and, uh, and me and cunt and I think gel and I think Nick from man for manliness went, um, 
and we got to like Paul was in a band called Felch, um, <laughs> and they had they had they had a they had a song called Felch Felch thing. You make my bollocks swing, um, and uh, and they used to play some gigs with Serious Problem, and uh, weirdly that the singer in Felch uh, is uh, is now a priest. Uh, there you go. Um, but uh, <laughs> we turn up at Paul's party, and it's kind of mid mid terrace sort of ex council ass type thing, and and we get there. I reckon at like half eight and it's like oh wow shit's been happening <laughs> already uh we walk in and there's people like fucking like literally fucked like in the front room and then i just see that paul whose house it is he's like fast asleep with stuff drawn all over his face <laughs> and stuff like that like unconscious asleep like out on the sofa and then i walk into the kitchen somebody's got Jacob's crackers and they're buttering them and retiring in the kitchen, <laughs> but doing it properly, like doing a really good job. Like, uh, someone was just literally had a big squeezy bottle of ketchup and was just spinning round, round and round and round, just going, <laughs> so it was like everywhere. I remember people throwing slices of ham up and getting it to stick to the ceiling. <laughs> It Jesus was like Christ. fucking hell. This house is getting wrecked, and then you just said, and then it's like everyone rushes out to see what's going on, and there's just this fucking mattress that's been put out the upstairs window no. now in the garden, and people are now jumping out the window onto the mattress. It was that fucking like mental. Close. As as I left, like um. Somebody, somebody had stolen. I don't know if you like. He'd got something like Terminator from the video shop, and someone had stole it. And back then, you'd yeah. get fined yeah, serious yeah. dough for that, wouldn't you? And uh, but but as I left, I decided uh, I've been really well behaved. I hadn't done anything wrong, and there was a, a foot and a half long fat cigar <laughs> on this little stand, so I nicked it. And then took it to the brush the next night and was just thought I'd, I'd impress the ladies by smoking his big cigar. Didn't impress the ladies. Um, but that Monday at college, everyone was like so excited to hear the fallout yeah. of like yeah, yeah. from Paul. And I was like, mate, what happened? And he was like, oh, my mum and dad were right about it, really. I went, what about that VHS? And they went, oh, no, someone just bought it back round. They just watched it and bought it back round. He said, like, everything else was, was all right. The window was fine in the end. And, like, yeah, everything was was sorted. He went, my old man lost his shit, someone nicked his cigar. And I was like, fucking hell, the one thing, the one thing that I do it's the wrong one thing is, yeah. is the one thing that was the fucking, the big fucking catalyst for how fucking bad that party <laughs> went. Um but yeah, go go find out more about that uh, by uh, yeah going on Spotify and and, and listening to Paul oh, Stevenson's mate. party. I, that's why I was game. getting so upset with Mark laughing at me for smashing the chandelier because I was like trying to be so careful yeah. in the house, and then it's me who's yeah. the problem. And you're like, oh no, and yeah. and it weren't, it didn't even, it didn't even end there, and it never did. I'd always be like, come on, be respectful, guys, and then by like one a.m., everyone's like, let's let uh, let's put let's lock Chris in the garage. I think might be the best to answer. Yeah. Ridiculous. 
All right. Well, mm. look, we're done. Um, as we've mentioned at the end of uh, the, the the previous episode as well, um, yes. we're going to be doing a live show. I think yeah. if it's all right for you on Thursday yeah, the twenty third, should be good. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, and so let us know what top five you want to do on that episode. Right, keep the, the ideas coming because obviously it's your top five and you can get involved in this one. So uh, throw some ideas in and chat amongst yourselves if you're on WhatsApp groups or whatever and, and come up with some ones that you think would be mm-hmm. really good fun. Um, and, and yeah, uh, I should also say as well, there's lots of new um, Patreons as well. And if you've not been to a live show, mm. come along. Um, and if you don't want to get too involved, you can yeah, just have yeah, your camera off and your microphone off Absolutely. and you can just watch Chuck and listen in. Yeah. Or you can throw in um, a- Throw in a little, uh, we, we, we roll out, well, you'd have heard them by now. You'll hear that we asked that, yeah. but you're welcome to join in as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, look, we're, uh, we've got this one recorded nice and early because you're off snowboarding yeah. tomorrow. Uh, Thanks, have mate. a lovely time and, uh, and we'll catch up when you yeah. get back and we'll see you slot on the 23rd. Thanks, Thanks ever so much for supporting, mate. Bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.